This week's episode of Life Planning 101 originally aired in 2018. Please enjoy. Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And it is Life Planning 101 right here on KETX KWBY. Terry Slavens with you on this marvelous Monday morning. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Good Monday morning. We have a uh, great topic lined out on Life Planning 101 right here as always. Always. Always, right? And we're going to be talking about how you actually look at your money and are you planning with it the wrong way. And unbelievably, most people actually do plan with it the wrong way. And the ultimate result is stress. stress. <laughs> yes, which we don't want, right? So I thought I'd start at the show by kind of giving you this perfect ideal picture in mind. And I, I brought this up to someone. It was someone young. I was explaining our business to someone. I think it was somebody came in the door, um, you know, wanting a job. And I was explaining our business. And I said, you know, a Norman Rockwell painting. And they said, a what painting? I said, really? You don't know who Norman Rockwell is, right? So, you know, but Norman Rockwell, if you remember on the front of those Life magazines, he always had the perfect picture of the American family, right? Absolutely. That just, that perfect, perfect picture. And I think, you know, in life, that's what we want, right? That's why his paintings were so successful. And that's why Life Magazine did such a great job because it was the ideal situation. And it was like opening that cover and you were now in this fantasy world of the perfect American life, right? Right. And, you know, when you think about your planning in your own situation, I want you to imagine something for a moment. I just want you to stop. Okay. Because, you know, we always talk about this on the show about the one thing people want for money the most is what? Stop thinking about it, it. right? Right. So I want you to imagine, you know exactly what you're doing with your money is the best option for your situation. Wouldn't that feel good? Yes. Yeah. I want you to imagine that you have a roadmap of what you need to do every single step of the way to stay on track for your future. Wouldn't that be great? Very comforting. Yeah. I want you to know that your wife or your husband is going to be okay if something happens to you because of illness, death, disability. D- disability, whatever it is, I want you to know that they're going to be okay. So that puts your mind at ease. Absolutely. Right. What if you knew you had a backup plan for things not going as planned? That would be very comforting as well. Right. What if you didn't worry at all? You could care less if the market goes up, or goes down. down, we go into recession, we hit a tech bubble we hit financial crisis it doesn't matter wouldn't that be great you just took a deep breath terry see that worked didn't it it was this this imaginary world you know but and a lot of people say well yeah that sounds too good to be true and you know there's an old saying about if it sounds too good to be true it probably Is. is right but how much of that do we actually make ourselves believe when it really could be the truth when you really could have those things and you could sleep at night knowing no matter what happens tomorrow, your family's going to be taken care of, you're going to be taken care of, you're going to have a successful retirement, you're not going to run out of money. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. It would, right? And a lot of times we're our own worst enemy because we look at things from a glass half full negative situation or we make 
decisions because we think we know how we need to make those decisions, right? And what I mean by that is every time that we sit down with somebody, um, whether it be a CPA, an attorney, a family that we work with, whatever, there's a kind of a line item that we use. And we say, we look at money a little bit differently. We don't look at money for what it is. We look at money for what it is for. Right, what it can do. That's right. A lot of people plan for money for what it is. Most people plan for money for what it is. I want you to think about the last time that you went and saw somebody, whether it was an insurance agent, an investment manager, or if it was a, anybody helping you with your planning, your, your attorney, a CPA, whatever. There was probably a dialogue that was very closed-ended questions, very much like, well, what rate of return do you want to make on your money? And then your answer may have been, well, I don't know. Maybe 8%, but I don't want to lose anything. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Once so, your cake can eat it, too. Once your cake can eat it, too. But how do you know what you need? And are you actually comfortable with that? And I think that's a lot of the reason that people actually get emotional and fidgety about what is going on with their overall money and everything that they've worked to build because they don't really know what that money needs to be doing, and they don't know if they're on track with what that money needs to be le- doing. How do you learn that? that? How do you learn that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about right here on Life Planning 101 today. You don't want to miss it. And Life Planning 101, segment two already this morning. Angela, you're going to teach us a lot today. Yeah. Well, today, it, you know, that's what Life Planning 101 is all about, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, we actually named it after like a college course, right? Yeah. 101. 101. Exactly. <laughs> but we are talking about how you look at your money. Do you look at it for what it is or do you look at it for what it is for? Are you planning for what it is? Are you planning for what it is for? You know, we um, had a show long time ago about mental accounting, and we all do it. You know, we say this money is for this, and this money is for this, right? And so we think, well, I'm doing for what it is for. Mm. Well, not really, because in reality, and I'll, I'll give you a little story behind this. I, You know, when we talk about for what it is for, we actually put it in one of three buckets, because this is really how we plan for life. We have what we call a consumption bucket, and that's anything and Everything that you're possibly going to need in your life goes in that consumption bucket. You know, that's what's going to take care of you. That's what your budget is. That's what your dreams and goals and your special expenses and your um, travel and your education, all those things that you want to spend money on go in that bucket. Right. And then if something goes wrong, you need a backup plan, right? Absolutely. Well, that's the next bucket. That's our contingency bucket. That's when something happens that wasn't supposed to happen in the original plan because that can blow up everything. No matter how well you do that consumption bucket, 90% of people have have something happen in life, we don't know what it's going to be, that makes that bucket fall apart. So you've got to have that backup plan. And then, after all of that, if there's even $1 left over, that goes in that bucket that's for someone else or for something else. And how do you plan for that? And a good story behind that is we actually met the daughter of this gentleman that was scared to death he was going to run out of money. And so he, he wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do anything, uh, wouldn't look at any options. Well, he passed away. His kids ended up paying over a million dollars of estate tax mm. because he thought he was going to run out of money. 
right? <laughs> because he didn't know, what do I need in my consumption bucket? What do I need in my contingency bucket? What needs to be for something or for someone else and set aside and protected for that measure, right? right? And so it doesn't matter where you're at in your planning phase. If you're the one that's worried about your retirement dollars, if you're the one that um, is trying to take care of your family and make sure that something's not going to go wrong in your 20s or 30s, or if you're at the end of life and you're thinking about your kids and you're thinking about your charities and your churches and all these things that you want your legacy to pass on, or your grandkids, probably not even kids, but your grandkids, right? And how you want all that to happen. It doesn't matter where. You have to know what that money is for right? to be able to know what you can actually do it. Otherwise, you're doing backwards planning. You know, um, dad was on the show a few weeks ago, right? And he shared this story about a couple that had come into us and their whole life, they had been putting money back in the safe fund. Okay. And we talked about what safe means last week. If you missed that show, it was really great. We had a lot of great comments off of that show. So go back to it. Um, you can visit that on our website, kennedy-financial.com, katxradio.com, kwbyradio.com. Just just Google us. You'll find (laughs) us, right? Life Planning 101 with Kennedy Financial Services. But we talked about safe money. And this couple had a safe money account that they had built several hundred thousand dollars in, earning two to three percent a year. And this was nothing that they ever wanted to touch. Well, They came to us when they wanted to retire and they wanted to make sure that they were doing things right. Or did they? Because they were willing to hear it, but they weren't willing to do do anything different, right? Because this was their safe money. They had this in their mind that this was money that we're never going to touch. Well, that money ended up accounting for about 40% of their overall retirement money. And what did that mean? That meant that they were relying on 60% of their overall retirement money to keep them afloat. And by the way, they retired at 60 years old. Okay. So to keep them afloat for the next 40 years. And then if they needed that money down the road, that was going to be the last money they touched. Well, think about that. Why would you want something to earn 2 to 3% if you may not need it for 30 or 40 years? Yeah, Does that make any sense? No. It doesn't. But it was safe to them. It was the way that they thought about that money. They They had mentally compartmentalized that money that needed to be there. Well, when you ran the numbers on their plan, it was a 0% probability chance that it would ever work. Okay, there's this thing that we use when we actually put a plan in. I can I do it by hand typically, and then I put it in the system, so it's fancy for everybody. Um, but you know, we put it in, and then this is the part I can't do. It's what's called a Monte Carlo simulation. It actually sends it through over a thousand different scenarios based on past performance, based on those individual investments that they're in, based on interest rates, based on uh, recessions, based on everything, right? And it pops out this probability of a success. And we really want to see a plan be over 80% success-wise. Right. There was a 0% chance that this plan would work like it worked. Now, when you actually move the money around and plan for what it was for, and we talk about this all the time in our KFS investment process, how we do this, right? We take those buckets and we put together that now bucket. We put together that soon bucket. We put together that later bucket. And we invest accordingly. So, number one... 
it manages what your needs are. Number two, it manages your emotions because you know where the next dollar is going to come from no matter what happens in the market over the next five years, right? And when you put that together in their plan, the probability chance went up over 80%. That one change in their whole plan. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yes. Did but they do it? No. They didn't do it. They couldn't get their minds around, this was our safe money, and we don't understand why that wouldn't work. Well, let me tell you why it wouldn't work when we come back right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101 on this marvelous Monday morning. Angela has lots of great information for us. Let's get to it. Yes. Are you planning for what your money is or what your money is for? And we were sharing this story about this couple that came to us with all this safe money, hundreds of thousands of dollars in safe money. And that was designated for the last part of their retirement, which was totally backwards thinking. And, you know, I think a lot of times people say, well, why is that backwards thinking? I mean, I need to make sure that there's money there. And yes, we agree. Obviously, there needs to be emergency money there, but just enough, right? Because I want you to, um, I'm going to give you a little investment education 101, okay? And this goes back to every retiree out there. And most retirees actually invest and do their their money like this. So this couple, for instance, they were wanting on the portion of the money that was going to be invested to make an 8 to 9% return. By the way, they didn't want it to go down. But make an 8 to 9% return and pull 6% off of that. So let's do a little investment education. If I buy 100 shares of, say, ABC right. at a dollar a share... That means I have $100 invested, okay? And if I want to pull 6% off of that, that means I would want to pull $6 off of that, right? So that's all fine and dandy. I would need to sell six shares because they're a dollar a share. Right. But what if, not what if, when the market goes down because it is volatile. So let's say, worst case, it goes down 50%. And I still have my 100 shares, right? They're only worth $50. They're only worth $50. And they're only worth how much a share? 50, 50 cents, cents, right? But I still need my $6. So now I have to liquidate 12. 12 shares, twice as many. So do I have those extra six shares for the market when it goes back up to recoup my losses? No. No, they're gone. They're gone. And that's how retirees run out of money, right there. Because they liquidate more than they ever suspected to do because they lost money. That is how you lose money. You sell. You get out. If they would have you know, had the ability to hold on to those shares. Or the ability to when it dropped down to 50 cents, say, let's double Take down. half. Or yes, or yeah, that'd be the best, right? To you know, get, if you to, had yeah, exactly, exactly. If you have you have had the option to buy, which is thank you, Terry, another part of our process that we have a forced buying mechanism in the portfolios. But you know, because we've always said, why stop what's been so successful over your lifetime? Right. Buy often and always. Right. And we continue that process. We don't believe in buy and hold strategies. We believe in active management. And, you know, but this is the thing that most retirees do. They have this pot of money. They determine what they think they can take off of that portfolio. And then they just start pulling it hell or high water. And does it work? No. 
It doesn't work. It doesn't work a lot of times because does is the market going to go up and down? Absolutely. It is that isn't that isn't inevitable. It is going to go up and down. So back to this story of, you know, this couple. That meant 40% of their money was going to determine what their retirement was going to be. What it was going to be like. And at the risk of having to make 8 to 9% a year, okay, well, I'm sorry. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You know, we always say when you hit retirement, you need to be prepared to play t-ball, okay? It's exciting, right? But it's t-ball. You are living off of the money you have accumulated. Business owners have the hardest time with this. Not to pick on you, Terry, but they do. You know, and and we explained this to a business owner just recently. He said, you're going from 1099 income where you've got good years and bad years and, you know, you just make adjustments when necessary to now you are a W-2 employee. You have to have a plan and you have to stick to it. That's the only rule in retirement. Have a plan and stick Stick to it. it. Right? But what do we do? We don't stick to it. We don't (laughs) stick to it. Or we don't have a plan going in up front. And we just assume that we think we know what we can do. And by the end of the day, I've got all the safe money. But it didn't even outpace inflation. Right. By the time you get to it. Right? Yeah. Two to three percent. You're losing money. You're losing money. Exactly. And you can't afford to take a lot of risk on the other end of the spectrum with that other money. You can't afford to do it. You have to play t-ball because this is your last hurrah, right? Okay, (laughs) unless your kids are going to be taking care of you. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, what do I do? How do do I get started with this? How do I actually move forward and start planning for what my money is for, not for what my money is? Well, before people actually ever come in to see us, we ask them to do a few things. Number one, we ask them for a budget. I will say this, 99% of people do not have a budget. And so we never obtain said budget. But we, if we don't have the budget, you know what we ask for? All the numbers. Because we can back into that number. And we call it black hole money. You don't know where it's going, but we know it's going somewhere. Because it's not going in your investments. It's not going to Uncle Sam. It's not staying in your pocket. So it has to be going somewhere. somewhere. So, you know, creating that budget. Because that's what you need, right? Well, let's go back to those three buckets. You got that consumption bucket. Anything and everything you could possibly want to need in your life, you got to have in that bucket. Well, that's your budget, right? right. That's what you're going to need. And then you have... What are your dreams? What are your goals? What are the things you want to accomplish? What paint that Norman Rockwell picture? Why? Why do we often say, I'll never get to do that? Don't say that. Write it down anyway. May not happen. May happen. You may be pleasantly surprised. We actually got to do that with somebody. They told us when they retired, well, there's no way. This is just a a dream that we wanted this house in New Mexico. We told them day one, and we we put it in the plan to do it year one. And it worked. They had a 96% chance of their whole plan working with buying with a second that. house. And they said, really? They were in shock. They were never going to do it because they were scared to death that they were going to run out of money. How crazy is that? So this goes both into the spectrums here. you know. But you never know. So write it down. What are those needs? What are those dreams? Do both of them. They're both just important. And then your backup plan. We want to see that backup plan. So we get everything. We want to see every risk management tool that you've taken, whether it be annuities or insurance or home and auto, your liability, 
all of it, your cattle insurance, I don't care what it is. We want to see it and see what that backup plan looks like because we poke holes in that backup plan and say, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Now, if you're okay taking risk with those holes, that's one thing. But it is our responsibility to point those out. And what I found most of the time is most people have holes that they never knew they had. Why is it that every single auto and home and liability policy that comes into our office, we are on the phone with that agent making changes? Why is that? Because it, one, uh, it's not a cookie cutter. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a cookie all. cutter, right? But yet we go online and we buy policies or you go into your agent's office and say, I need this policy. And you're not going to tell them your net worth. You're not going to tell them all these things. But we know all these things, Right. Right. So Do you we, have enough liability? That's insurance? right. We make sure all those holes are covered. That is extremely crucial, or right. at least discussed, right? So we've got that consumption bucket filled. We've got that contingency bucket filled. And then what about the $1 that's left over to go to someone or something? How do we plan for that? How do we make sure that dollar doesn't turn into $0.40 cents after Uncle Sam gets a hold of it? strategically <laughs> yeah that's strategic planning right working yeah. on a case right now got a middle of last week huge planning opportunity for this family where we actually set up something to save them about 60 percent in taxes altogether so on a million dollars that's six hundred thousand dollars people wow. that's a lot of money yes. okay so you know it's extremely important that you know what these buckets are for and you put together what you need. That's the basis of this. Put together what you want, what your desires are, what are your hopes and dreams for your family in the future, yourself, taking care of your spouse. What's the most important thing about money to you? Drill down until you answer that question and it doesn't have a dollar figure to it. And when you get that answer, then you have the basis for your plan and knowing what your money is for. And it's your first step towards being able to have that success we talked about. You're very passionate about this subject. I am. <laughs> Can you tell? If we had a camera in here, people would see. She is very Yes, passionate. I am. Am I getting red, too? <laughs> Maybe knocking the microphone Yeah, that's around. right. That's right. I am very passionate because it is so important. I, it hurts us to watch people get hurt. Right. It hurts us to watch people do things that hurt themselves. And if you have a plan like this, you aren't acting off your emotions. You're acting off of your needs. And it makes everything fall into place the way it should be. Don't miss that chance. Great stuff. Yes, it is. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone. Have a great week. Right now, Life Planning 101, helping people live life on purpose. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. 
Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.